Time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Welcome back. Thanks very much. My first guest this morning was Adrian Dix, uh, the health mm-hmm. minister, and uh, breaking a little news there this morning, saying basically indicating that later today, it sounds like he will be announcing some wider measures for mandatory vaccine for healthcare workers. But if you don't get the vaccine, you'd be required to be tested or wear PPE. Let me play this clip here for you, and then get your thoughts. So this is Adrian Dix uh, earlier this morning on the show. If you're working in healthcare, uh, I think it's pretty clear you either have to be vaccinated or um, in the alternative, um, there'll be testing and PPE requirements that are significant. Okay, so we expect that to be confirmed, it sounds like, later today. Yeah, so it won't be a mandatory vaccine, but again, as uh, Dix uh, points out, if you don't get vaccinated, there are consequences. And we saw this earlier a couple weeks ago when it was announced in long-term care homes, long-term care workers... Uh, they're not being forced to be vaccinated, but if they don't get vaccinated, there are consequences. And for them, it means testing three times a week, rapid testing, and the requirement to wear PPE, uh, a mask and potentially a gown, which can be very uncomfortable in hot weather. And that sounds like, from what Dix told you, that's not going to be extended to, on a broader sense, to the entire healthcare sector. Do you, do you anticipate any kind of pushback on that from the healthcare unions? Because sometimes I get kind of deja vu on this stuff, and I remember that there was talk about mandatory flu shots mm-hmm. for nurses in the province yeah. that the union raised hell over it and the government backed off on it. Yeah, I don't think, well, I don't think they're going to back off this time. Uh, I don't think the unions are going to push back nearly as much as they did in the past. I think the cir- circumstances have changed. I think there's probably acceptance in the membership of, of the need to be vaccinated to protect yourself and your colleagues. So there may be a bit of a bit of pushback, but I don't think you're going to see the challenge that we saw before. Okay, the Delta variant, big concern right now, and some new numbers from the BC Centre for Disease Control shows like 95% of the new cases are the Delta variant, the number even higher mm-hmm. in the interior. It's like 99% of mm-hmm. all the cases. So basically all of the cases in it's, the interior, this it's, Delta. It's 100%. I mean, yeah. those that report that came out on Friday was based on the cases in the last week of July. Since then, our cases have increased significantly because the Delta variant is so much more infectious and transmissible than other variants. And it's getting uh, a lot of people, uh, many more people ill with COVID-19. Now, it's also impacting uh, younger people. I did a check in terms of uh, people who are 20 years old, about more than 900 people in the last uh, two weeks have tested positive for COVID-19, which is about double the rate that was there before the Delta variant took hold. So we're going to continue to see some high numbers associated with the Delta variant because it's so much more transmissible. We're not seeing what's going on in places in the States, though, and hopefully we don't get there. But there is a lag factor in the hospitalizations. But what we're seeing in Louisiana, Alabama, Florida, Missouri, Arkansas are high numbers of hospitalizations. In fact, even in Washington State, Seattle Times had a story yesterday, uh, a 20% increase in one week in hospitalizations in Washington State because it's a combination of the far more transmissible de- Delta variant and the low vaccination rates in these these uh, these states. So we've got a high vaccination rate, which is, which is great, but we're going to see a lot of unvaccinated people, as we've been seeing the last few weeks, a lot of unvaccinated people in BC are going to test positive for COVID-19. Okay, and we saw the restrictions brought into place in the central Okanagan last week. So mm-hmm. bars and bars and uh, nightclubs shut down. New um, the mask mandate back in the central Okanagan. Ten o'clock last call. Yeah, g- earlier closing time for bars. Yeah, so it was kind of like a going into the wayback machine there. But just for the interior, 
do you think those restrictions could spread or be widened? Yeah, I think I think they could. Uh, I think there's a very good chance that could happen. We could be going back to some of the old rules we had in place because the Delta variant. You know, we've got 82% of the population vaccinated. Well, that means there's you know 18% of the population unvaccinated, and and that's just that's just the people over the age of 12. Uh, the number of kids below the age of 12 getting COVID is starting to increase as well. Uh, so the Delta variant changes everything, and we, we're seeing this right around the world. It's a, it's a game changer, and I think you could very – I mean, Interior Health really saw a spike in numbers, but they weren't the only place in, in B.C. that saw a spike. Northern Health had like oh. two, three cases a day. Suddenly they're in the double digits, 20, 20, 30 cases a day. Same with Vancouver Island. Vancouver Island, over where we are, Mike, has been a really safe place, continues to be a safe place. But last week, uh, more than 100 cases in one week, when before the average was about 20, 25 a week. So the Delta variant is making its mark on BC, and that's why, again, don't take anything off the table. We could have more restrictions. Okay, let me ask you about the Canada-U.S. land border being reopened now, at least for northbound traffic with fully vaccinated Americans allowed to cross the border into Canada now, and one of the, effective today, and one of the things I asked, I asked Dix about that this morning, mm-hmm. and you'll recall that he was the first health minister in the entire country yeah, he was. to call for the border to be shut down. Mm-hmm. So I asked him about, given the surge in the the Delta variant cases, does he have any concerns about that border reopening? And this is what he told me a short time ago. I'm, I'm not, as long as, again, it's people who are fully vaccinated. It's, we're not seeing transmission in significant numbers amongst fully vaccinated people. So, no, we're not concerned with that. But what, yeah. what is true, and this is what we all have to recognize, is this is a worldwide pandemic. There are parts of the world where virtually no vaccination has taken place. And in those parts of the world, this virus is going to continue to mutate. Okay, your thoughts. Yeah, again, the key words there, fully vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, but the onus is on the federal government to ensure that people coming across are indeed fully vaccinated. We haven't seen how that's going to be actually established. There's a, there's an app, but unclear whether Americans are actually going to download that app uh, from the federal government. So it's, it's a... It's a work in progress, but uh, as long as people are fully vaccinated, um, that's okay. But again, uh, let's make sure we uh, do the proper checks. I noticed on Twitter this morning that the uh, hashtag Fire Bonnie was trending in Canada. And when you take a look at those Twitter posts, there are people who think that Bonnie Henry has not been tough enough in response to this spike in Delta cases, and they and they want her fired. And, and I guess, you know, there's there's always been criticism of Bonnie Henry, but it was interesting to see that actually trending in the country on social media. Uh, and and one of the when you take a look at some of these posts, most people are upset about this uh, potential for schools to reopen in the fall without that mask mandate. Well, there's a there's been a concerted effort on social media since day one from a sector of the education community to close schools, uh, to not allow the schools to open, uh, and that's been evident on Twitter. I've had experience on that, personal experience from people, anonymous bots and people who uh, won't reveal their true identity, leading campaigns to close schools. Uh, Bonnie Henry is Well, is it closed schools or reopen schools with the continuing mask mandate? Is well, it goes beyond beyond the mask mandate. I think it's uh, it's much more than that. And again, don't rule out us returning to the mask mandate. There's ongoing, yeah. As Dick's told you, there's ongoing discussions right now in the education sector how to reopen schools safely. So the rules are not set in stone. We could very well have a, masked, uh, a mandatory mask rule again in schools when they open in September because the Delta variant, as I say, is far more infectious and kids under the age of 12 are not being vaccinated. And that's not going to change for, for some time. So 
when you see an uptick of kids under 12 getting COVID-19, that further fuels the argument to have a mandatory mask rule. Okay, let me play, uh, let me play a clip here for you from a uh, notorious member of uh, Congress in the United States. This is Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, oh, uh, re- Republican from Georgia. <laughs> this is the one who was uh, um, kind of famously an, ad- an adherent of... Uh, uh, QAnon, QAnon, yeah. QAnon, although she, she later said that she she stopped believing in QAnon. But anyway, this is a, uh, from a speech she gave to some uh, Republic, uh, Republican women in uh, in uh, uh, the United States. And you'll hear her here. Listen to the response of the crowd here mm. when she talks about the vaccine rate. And I think this is in Alabama, you'll hear her say here. And just listen to the response of the crowd. And I just want to get your thoughts. So here it is, a member of Congress, Marjorie Taylor Greene. And one more thing on that, you lucky people here in Alabama might get a knock on your door because I hear Alabama might be one of the most unvaccinated states in the nation. Well, Joe Biden wants to come talk to you guys. He's going to be sending one of his police state friends uh, to your front door to knock on the door, take down your name, your address, your family members' names, your phone numbers, your cell phone numbers, probably ask for your social security number and whether you've taken the vaccine or not. Okay, this is after Biden had said that perhaps there would be a door-to-door campaign to convince people to get to get vaccinated, and there's been a pushback against that by, by Republicans. But, you know, I, I find it interesting, though, that when... We continue to see this at like Republican and conservative rallies in the United States. When you come up, when you say that people are not getting vaccinated or we got a low vaccine rate, it's like an applause line. Like people love well, to hear not, this. Saying, not, yeah. not often you hear people cheering their potential imminent death because <laughs> people are dying in Alabama. They're dying in Arkansas, Florida, Missouri. Uh, the southeast portion of the United States has the highest numbers of COVID-19. The media is littered, littered with stories in, uh, of people in the ICU saying, I wish I got vaccinated yeah. and pleading with, uh, there was a nurse in, or a doctor in Alabama last week uh, quoted extensively talking about how she had to tell people in ICU, it's too late for you. You can't have the vaccine. It's, it's no good for you now. And only to watch them die. So there's profound ignorance in the United States when it comes to vaccination. They equate uh, their their hatred and distrust of government extends to their hatred and distrust of vac- vaccines. And as a result, a number of many people are getting sick. 9,000 hospitalizations in Florida. ICU uh, chambers, ICU units are getting overwhelmed with COVID-19 and people are dying because of their their ch- uh, choice to believe their hatred of government over science. Keith Baldry is my guest. Is Baldry's beat? Phone lines are open six zero four two eight zero ninety eight ninety eight star ninety eight ninety eight on your cell. Bob and Burnaby. Hi, Bob. Hey, how you doing? I, uh, I've, I've got a you know like the way you guys talk as if it, as if this vaccine is is the perfect uh, cure for everything. Well, you know what? I have a problem with it. The problem is in with it is I had a friend, forty years old, nurse. Took the shot. Ten days later, she's dead. Nobody takes responsibility for that. She was a very healthy person. The day that my government takes responsibility for it and and, and we can sue them, I'll gladly take the shot. Unfortunately, I've already taken the shot. Okay, well, did did you get the second shot, too? Yes. Okay. Well, good, yeah, good. I think you did the you did the right thing. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about your friend. Yeah. I don't know. Has it been proven that that she died from the vaccine? Listen, I am not an ignorant person. I'm in the healthcare business. My my daughter is in the healthcare business. Uh, uh, we have ties to Moderna and Pfizer. So you know what? This you know, 
like I said, I thought I did the right thing, and now I'm starting to regret what I did. Well, don't regret it. Okay, okay, thank you for the call. Well, you know, I I think you did do the right thing. did the right thing. There are some extremely rare and a small number of negative consequences from the vaccine, but that's true of any vaccine. Yes. So, uh, yeah, we have have had people uh, get an anaphylactic reaction to the flu vaccine. Very yeah. small number of people. That's why you're, you're asked when you get the vaccine, hang around where you got it just in case something adverse happens. And very n- small number of people have had a really bad reaction. I mean, there are side effects. I have friends. You've, we've talked about this before. You do get a side effect sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I had a family member who was sick for two days after their second dose, but you get through that. In terms of people actually requiring hospitalization or getting COVID-19 after getting uh, their second dose or first dose, it's a very small percentage. It's like 4% or so, 2 to, two to 4%. And again, those are generally elderly people who, uh, and, and people who generally get a very mild form of COVID-19. In terms of hospitalizations and deaths, it's almost uh, invariably people over the age of 80 and 90, and it's a very small number. Let's go to Monty on the line in Langley. Hi, Monty. Monty. Hello? Hi, go ahead. Hi. Hi. Um, same old, same old. No vaccines, no masks on the school buses. Same problem, no one dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so again, I think this is an ongoing discussion in the education community. The final word has not been set on... I asked Dr. Bonnie Henry last week, is there going to be a rule, a mandatory rule for teachers to be vaccinated? Uh, What'd she say? Not ruling that in, not ruling it out. It's, again, subject to the ongoing discussion. So the mask rule, the vaccination rule, uh, ventilation requirements, this is an ongoing discussion in the education sector. The school opening is still a month away, so these talks are going to continue, but hopefully we get some news on that front soon. Okay, let's go to Jim on the line in, uh, or sorry, Ian on the line in Burnaby. Hi, Ian. Ian, go ahead. My my question is for people like myself who have AstraZeneca and Moderna as our as our vaccine. I've been vaccinated twice. What is and now we're coming in in China. A lot of places aren't going to allow us to be able to travel or even go from there. What is there a plan to a second shot of Moderna or a second shot of Pfizer mm. if we want it? Yeah, a couple of things. First of all, talked to Dr. Henry about this last week a couple of times. Uh, the the rules are evolving. Nothing is set in stone. Nobody's traveling right now, by and large. So we haven't begun to really travel internationally. It's only very small numbers. And the rules are changing, and they haven't been set in stone in terms of accepting mixed, um, mixed vaccines. Dr. Henry making the point last week. Tens of millions of people around the world got mixed vaccines. Our country's yeah. literally going to deny entry into their economy tens of millions of visitors who want to come and spend money. And the, and the bend-in is no, that's not going to happen. And uh, in terms of the third dose, that's potential down the road, but not probably until at least next year and until we get as many vaccines, double doses, into the arms of as many Canadians and British Columbians as possible before we entertain the notion of a third dose. Keith, thanks for coming in. Dr. Martin.